Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's 6.30 in the morning London time on Monday the 5th of June. The OPEC meeting produced a production cut pledge from Saudi Arabia. The cut is set at 1 million barrels per day and has caused the oil price to soar to levels not seen since last Tuesday. Does this matter to the global economy? As with any price change, this represents a transfer of income. Money shifts from oil consumers to oil producers. But oil producers are tending to spend the money that they receive these days. So the shift is more about redistribution than an outright negative at a global level. Will consumers in oil-consuming economies really be hurt by this? The price move so far is not that significant. And the impact on consumers and consumer prices depends on two things. First, will consumers shift demand further? Consumers have had more of an ability to cut back on oil consumption than they once did, and that has given some relief to higher oil prices in the recent past. Second, how does the consumer oil price react to commodity prices? In the UK, for example, the retail price of auto fuel has started to drop shortly after the Competition Authority announced it was interested in profit margins in auto fuel. That disinflation may not have had much to do with the movements of crude oil prices. Friday's US employment report told the world that US employment was rising or falling. It depends purely on which part of the employment report you choose to read. There were some negative revisions to average hourly earnings, which are not wages, of course, and fewer hours worked. What does this mean? It means, first and foremost, that the data is less reliable. Remember, over half the firms asked to participate in the calculation of non-farm payrolls do not choose to do so. It means, generally, that the labour market is okay, but is unlikely to be adding too much to inflationary pressures. That was the general conclusion of some recent Fed research on the relationship of the labour market to recent inflation. This should not deter the Fed from from pausing on rate hikes, though it might change the rhetoric of the Fed a little. Ahead, we have US April factory orders and final durable goods orders data. The US is not nearly as important to global manufacturing as it used to be, but it does still matter. The data offers some signals as to the state of global demand for goods. However, economists keep returning to the point that global consumers are spending on services and scaling back on the pace of good purchases. It's worth noting that the economic consensus for this data is not to be given too much attention. As is increasingly the case, the consensus forecast range is spread out over quite a wide range of estimates. Interestingly, media reports suggest that low-cost imports from China are set to fall to half of the total low-cost imports from Asia by the end of this year. Some of that is due to shifting to alternative producers, but some of it is also due to reshoring. Substituting labour with capital can make producing low-cost products closer to the consumer more cost-effective. This is something that may help with production data in generally developed economies. There are assorted business sentiment opinion polls scheduled, all of which are clamouring for an attention they don't really deserve. ECB President Lagarde is speaking again, because of course they are, but the market is firmly of the opinion that the autopilot light is still on in the ECB control room. That's all for today.
Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash CIO disclaimer. 